Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. WTIC Paco East Hartford. Hello there, Paco. Thanks for your patience. Okay. The base is great. You got a great base. Yeah, so kids can be up and down the basement. Sorry, I can't hear you, Paco, if you're talking to me. I'm not sure, but you can't use the speakerphone. I'll put you back on hold, and um, we've got to take another break in a minute, but but if you can hang around, uh, it would be good to have you here. We're talking about I, this. This feels like an old time show from the from the days of tolls. You know, the the plundering. Every once in a while, the plunder becomes uh, clear and and vivid, and that it's made that way by the politicians themselves, who get carried away with themselves. And the the contrast between what's happening in Washington, where business as usual that has led to the bankruptcy that the federal and state governments are both experiencing and they're 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 working together on driving us into bankruptcy deeper that that is becoming inexplicable i mean we can't avoid it the contrast between the resistance in washington and the the republic the utter failure of the republicans in connecticut to be an opposition party is just that discrepancy is is a clear and present danger Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. We've got rants coming up. Eight six zero seven five one forty six ninety eight. The BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Mark Christopher. It's the Todd Feinberg Show live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk ten eighty. WTIC. We got the rants coming up. Let's check in with Paco East Hartford if we can make this thing work. Hey, Paco. Mr. Feinberg. Oh, yeah, it's Juan. Paco is here, and he wanted me to call in and say Who's that. Paco? Paco. You know Paco. Oh, your dog? Is that your dog's name? Yes, that's our dog Okay. at home. He wanted me to tell you that he thinks this is great that Congress is so tied up like that because... They're not making any stupid laws that would prevent him from peeing on a tree. Well, I I can share his concern about having his uh, urination be regulated by the federal government, which I wouldn't put it past them to do. However, thinks- and I I share his excitement. I'm just a little concerned that they're going to end up peeing on us. Oh, they always do. They always exactly. Do. They're like yeah. the big boy with the with the pee pee, and then 
you know, there's something down saying these are Patriots, Giants, Yankees, Red Sox. You know, it's usually, but that's actually big government. And instead of being a sports team or a cause or something, is just the population, the citizens of this country. All right. Is there anything yeah. else your dog wanted to tell us? He just thinks that everybody is so woke that he's really worried that they're not going to allow him to pee on trees anymore because it might be harmful to the environment. All right. Thank you, Juan. Mr. Ty, you have a good one, sir. <laughs> have a grand night. 860-522-9842. The rant line number 860-751-4698. And we shall commence the rants. Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Happy New Year. Oh, I forgot to mention they're uh, they're kind of um, they're kind of messed up. The sound quality here. I apologize. The inauguration day for me. Yeah, I'm gonna be the governor again. <laughs> oh boy, it's wonderful. I can't wait for the party tonight. We're gonna have a ball, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, I tell you, folks. It's been really great being the governor, and wait, we're going to try to get some new things passed by and, like, pay attention because we're sneaking stuff right by there. Oh, I'm sorry. The sound quality on that one is just horrible. There's, some are worse than others. I don't know what was going on today with the rant line, but it's got some funky distortions going on. Let's try another. Hi, Todd, ever from East Hartford. Yeah, a cover, governor lament or Lamont. Uh, Pete Buttigieg talking about the infrastructure, and they're both probably highly unqualified to even speak about it. Um, the governor's going to raise their taxes, charge truck drivers more money to use our roads, a usage tax. Um, there's not going to be any reason to repair the bridges because you're not going to have anybody living here anymore. Trucks won't come here. There won't be any food, and everybody's going to leave. This governor has no clue what he's doing. And I feel sorry for all the people that voted for him because you're going to be disappointed one more time. But, hey, we got tomorrow's another day, today's another day. Let's give it our best shot. Get involved in politics, people. Yeah, well, that's a good idea. I don't feel badly for the people who voted for Jolly Ned because he's obviously a an appalling failure of a governor because he has no interest in doing what's in the best interest of the people. So he's happy with what he's doing as governor because he gets to give contracts to Annie's companies, his wife's companies and, and uh, make the family a lot of money and cover it up. And nobody seems to uh, care enough to do anything about it. It's a virtual criminal enterprise, the state government and the amount of debt that's been run up in the name of the people, of the state doesn't get talked about, but it's the highest in the country per capita. That is for the average person in the state. It's, I forget what the number is exactly, 65000 I think, per person is owed in debt. It's utterly destructive and hateful what government has done to us. And, and then you've got the federal government that's done $31 trillion worth of damage to us that they own up to. And I'm sure if the honest accounting was done, that if there was some honest accounting, that both of those numbers would be substantially bigger than what we know them to be. Hi, Todd. Well, earlier this afternoon, you had a guy come on and talk about a nurse's protest at, at the Capitol. Well, nine times out of ten, they're all unionized. How come the union isn't sticking for them? 
sticking well instead of sticking it to them, sticking up for them. Nine I mean, don't they pay union dues or is all the union just good for us collecting union dues? Later. Well, it's interesting what you're saying, Gladys. Gladys is referring to a guest who was on at 540 yesterday telling us about a protest that was held at the state capitol yesterday morning. And he he was there to, as a nurse looking for high, more regulation of of hospitals so that there could be government dictates about how many people each nurse could take care of. And his explanation for why this would be wonderful was they do it in California and they've got nurses sitting around waiting just in case an extra person comes in, a patient comes in, and then they have a nurse just waiting, doing nothing for them. And and this is exactly what makes healthcare so expensive is you have these special interest groups. You have the the big hospitals, you have the big government, you have the big unions, and they're all ripping us off, being inefficient, and making ridiculous regulatory schemes to drive up the cost. And the system just pays out the money. Have you ever experienced this? Have you been inside the medical services? It's it's just gross. It's gross. Hey, Todd, um, I've got a question for you. Why is all this fear over this McCarthy for House Speaker? Isn't there anybody else out there that's qualified? I was thinking, how about our own Connecticut delegation? Oh, this is Everett again who called uh, and, and pushed for Joe Courtney, who's not, of course, as a Democrat, eligible to be Speaker. But but um, but the the larger question that Everett asked is interesting. You know, the, there is no there is no reason it has to be Kevin McCarthy, except that Kevin McCarthy is the existing minority leader who's trying to continue to lead the Republicans as they take the majority in Congress. And why should he be the guy? Why? Why isn't there a list of people for them to choose from and have a vote? Have a vote across the list of people like you do in an election. Let there be three or four candidates and let one get, you know, go through several rounds or something like that. The thing that's bizarre about this is if Kevin McCarthy, he's had eight votes now, a couple more today, three more, I think, today. Two or three more. He's had eight votes and he hasn't gotten it yet. How long does this go on? If he steps aside, then somebody else might, I don't know, somehow they might, they might. Well, this happened back in 2015. In 2015, Kevin McCarthy wanted to be the speaker then as well. And this is when John Boehner resigned. And he couldn't put the votes together. So Republicans went to Paul Ryan, who didn't want to be speaker, and said, please, please, please be speaker. And the dynamic changed away from the conservatives in Congress trying to get Kevin McCarthy to agree to their terms. And him having to walk away, it switched over to Paul Ryan saying, I will do it only if. And he made the rules for them. It's a much better situation. So I, it could get better 
if Kevin McCarthy just folds. Could get better. Hope so. Good evening, Todd. Gird your loins. The representatives and senators are back in session after they all get signed in or ratified in. It's a shame. Every time they join Ned in Hartford, more money comes out of our pocket. Well, that's true. It's disgusting. It's it was true. amusing to hear the news that we were awarded money from the United States government to fix the Gold Star Bridge. Awarded as if it's a reward to us and it didn't already come out of our pockets. We pay taxes, lots and lots of taxes to the federal government and don't get most of it back. Besides, also, we pay lots and lots of fuel taxes. It just went up five cents. Oh, yes. Fuel taxes keep going up. The truck surcharge. Uh, taxes just keep going up all the time. That's what government is. We are at war with our government trying to wrest control of our money back from them. And everybody should realize that. John's calling from Farmington. Hey, John. Hi. You know, this, this speaker position is such a farce. This is not a democracy, for crying out loud. we got a bunch of maniacs going crazy in the chambers in Washington, trying to select somebody looking for a so-called majority. Why can't the people vote for an individual from the political parties that are registered, or whoever wants to get registered and, and, and be on the ballot? So when there's congressional individuals being elected, who whichever party gets a majority, that individual will be the Speaker of the House. This is not a democracy. No, it's a, a this of, is a... We have a bunch this, of czars running our government. This is a crazy... You're right. It's a crazy construct. So you yeah. have half of the, roughly half of the House of Representatives, a little little more than half are the Republicans, and only the Republicans will choose who this speaker is. Yeah, so that the, means you've got 200... The Republicans don't have a majority. They have a slim edge. <laughs> well, they have a slight majority, and, and they will <laughs> and they will use half of their votes to, uh, at least, or half of the votes in Congress to... Um, to elect a speaker, and then that person who's got 218 votes is the second in line to the presidency. I don't want that. Third, wait, after the vice president. Yeah, second in line. That's crazy. It, isn't that bizarre? And after that, the secretary of state. It's so bizarre that this person is so powerful who gets elected by one congressional district. Exactly. And the fact of the matter is, are, there, there are people that are so-called appointed as czars, like Fauci and a few others in there, that have more authority than those that are elected by the. Well, end. yeah, you're right. That's because of these big. Uh, they, you know, they've taken the power that's supposed to be in the hands of the people and given it off to big bureaucracies and walled off those bureaucracies and pumped all kinds of money into them. No, you're right. It's, we we have lost our system of government, and it's, it's more like anybody who says it's democracy, like Biden and company, anyone else is crazy. Thank you, John. Good to hear from you. It was never intended to be a democracy in the sense that, I mean, the important difference is in our system, the government's job is to protect our rights, and those rights can't be taken away from us by a vote of the people. That's the way in which we are anti-democratic, which is a very positive thing. We are not a democratic nation in the way that people think 
anything the people vote for is fine. No. You can't. Our government's job is to protect our rights. And the government can't, by vote of the people, decide to take our rights away. Even the people don't have that power. And especially the elected representatives don't have that power. And yet that's what's happening to us every day. That's what the crux of all this comes down to, is they have no respect for our system of government in which, which, which made it so revolutionary. And that is that we are supposed to be protected by our government from its own excesses. That's their job, is to protect our rights, and they violate them every day. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Let's talk with Dave. If Dave is available in Torrington. Hi, Dave. Hey. What's happening? Uh, you know, I was listening to you talk uh, a, a little bit about the medical thing there, about uh, how, the cost of medicine. How, <laughs> how, how bad they are as far as, you know, they need to put two nurses on or, uh, or keep one in the wings waiting yeah. for eight hours. Why don't they just do a data study 
on when you actually need hourly people to come in. I, I, I worked with unions in the past, mm-hmm. and they used to have a three-hour minimum that if you call them in, they got a three-hour minimum of overtime. Yep. So is it cheaper to keep them on a on-call basis, bring them in for a minimum charge, keep them there for eight hours, or do you keep them there for eight hours, 40 hours a week? As you as you need. I mean, this is not it's not rocket science. They should be able. These are the they're supposed yeah, to be the, people that we the, know. But, but the they trouble is, the trouble is. So you have the hospitals who are the the argument from the nurses is that the hospitals don't put put a people enough people on because they care more about profits than they do about taking proper care of patients. So their answer is to go to the government, let the government make a law about how many nurses you need per patient or how many patients per nurse and limit the the number of, of patients you can assign to a nurse that that's the kind of regulation that drives up the costs of health care and makes it unaffordable and that's the kind of thing that we have to get away from and i i was making the argument back this was yesterday a guest we had on from from a protest yesterday morning at the state capitol and uh he was saying that's what needed to happen but I would like to see us deregulate rather than do more regulation because everything the government touches gets way more expensive and every regulation they make drives up the cost. And you can see why, because you have these powerful special interests looking to get free stuff. No, I I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I I still think that the... Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing. The trouble is somebody has to have the incentive to try to run things better. Yeah, I agree. Right. And I, yeah, I don't know who's got the incentive. It, it's a, <laughs> it's a, that's the problem, because once the government steps in, you've got this behemoth there becoming a player in an industry it knows nothing about. And it doesn't care about. It just cares about making themselves more powerful. Thank you, Dave. 860-522-9842. Rant line number 751-4698. We have a delightful moment coming up. Reese will be here. Reese on the radio.com. Stay with us on WTIC as we go to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center and get you some news on the ride home from Mark Christopher. Mark. Now back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Good afternoon to you. Have you ever have you ever been a patient in a hospital or or you've been exposed to the system being there advocating for somebody else? I, I find it amazing every time I go. It's like a government run institution. And I fear this is what happens in any place that's regulated by the government. They turn it into a hateful bureaucracy where you get you know, you get undermined by the very nature of how they deal with people and how little regard they have for you, the system has for you. It's not that the individuals aren't wonderful and trying to do their best, but the system is designed in such a way as just to create appalling results. Let's talk to Reese on the radio.com. Hello there, Reese. What's going on, sir? 
Well, it's a different kind of week because uh, you get to sleep in, I guess. Well, no, <laughs> yesterday you were on for Brian, weren't you, in the morning? Yeah, I was on in the morning, right. I was on in for Brian in the morning, which, um, by the way, I need to call him to find out how he's doing. I know he just had the uh, colonoscopy, so I'd love to hear his take on it. Um, you want to hear his take you. on having an investigative camera stuck up his rear end? That's what I called it. I called it. I called it um, Connecticut News Channel Four. Took a nice <laughs> little deep dive on him. Yeah. <laughs> Eyewitness news. Exactly. Yeah, I wanted to talk to him about that because he was a little afraid, and I want to know what his, you know, what his take from all of that was. But I'll call him about that. But the reason well, why I'm calling you, yeah is because, well, one, I want to hear your take on, of course, what everyone's talking about in the palace intrigue of Washington, um, considering, you know, you want to start a new party, what you think of the Republican Party and the antics happening in Washington. Well, they are, um, I, I have a split personality on it. Uh, okay. It depends on, you know, my wind changes on this. There's a part of me that Fears the Freedom Caucus is just doing what's politically expedient for those members of the Freedom Caucus. Okay. And, and that is because they represent conservative districts where their only fear about getting reelected is making sure they don't get challenged by somebody more conservative than them who's going to point a finger and call them a, a rhino. Right. And, and so they're holding up the works in order to... This is the theory that I fear, that they're holding up the works in order to make sure they can get reelected by showing how much contempt they have for government. Now, I don't blame them for having contempt for government, but I do want to make sure they don't have so, so much uh, incentive to blow up the system that they don't make it worse for Republicans in general. Republicans should have total control of Congress right now. And should Absolutely. have a big majority in, in, in or a, a good majority in the Senate and a substantial one in Congress. And they didn't get that because of stupid politics being played. And right. th nobody benefits from the stupid politics, as far as I can tell. And right. I, I'm just fearful of us getting in another cycle of stupid politics. On the other hand, I've been talking about there's a story in the current today about mm -hmm. how the Republicans are such. Such pushovers in the state legislature that they're congratulating each other the democrats and republicans in leadership about how wonderfully they get along and and uh do the people's business without regard for the fact that they've destroyed the state financially exactly so is, well you've got the two is, the two prongs of it right there sorry go ahead right no no, no you're right no this is the divide that again that, that look i i said this before and i'll say it again kevin mccarthy in one breath is trying to suggest that he wants to do what's good for the Republican Party and what's good for the people. Well, perhaps I should make a suggestion. Kevin, step, step away. The leadership isn't worth it. Not if you care about the party. Right now, and, and, and look, I, I'm going to say this, regardless of what the Freedom Caucus says and regardless of what the supporters of Kevin McCarthy say, Kevin McCarthy is not best suited for the job, and he can't get the votes. We're on the 10th vote now. He can't get the votes. Step aside. Give it to someone who can get the votes that the Freedom Caucus, and, and again, the, people think this is about conceding to the Freedom Caucus. No. It's about getting the person that can get elected. Remember, we kept telling ourselves 
We need to elect people who can get elected, right? That's the reason why we had to have McCain. It was the reason why we had to have Romney. It's the reason why no one liked the, the candidates that we had during the midterm elections. We need to elect the people who can win. Well, guess what, Kevin? You can't win. Yes, but so this is not a normal time. election. This is not people voting for care. leaders. Well, but but let me just make the point that if Kevin McCarthy were not the existing minority leader trying to become the Speaker of the House, if he were the guy in the waiting and it was somebody else who was going first, like, say, Steve Scalise had decided he wanted to be Speaker and he was running and 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 Kevin McCarthy was supporting him, it might be that Scalise would be facing all this opposition and then they would stand up and refuse to put him into the into the job and then kevin mccarthy would be the fallback and and get in easily and it may be that steve scalise gets in easily at some point they're going to have to choose a leader how does this play out in some way that's positive for anybody i think the way that this plays out is is that we stop playing the usual political game and i'm going to go back to mccain and to mitt romney why were the two of them our nominees in 2008 and 2012, respectively? The reason why is because it was their turn. And that has always been, you know, the, you know, Washington has always done what Washington does, not doing what its constituents want. And in this case, guess what? The constituents are speaking. And that is the Freedom Caucus, who is not allowing Kevin McCarthy to be the next guy in because he deserves it or it's his turn. We're sick and tired of politics being about whose turn it is. If it's not about the party, if it's not about the party politic, it's not about what we believe in and what we stand for, and it's just about whose turn it is, then forget the party. Then I'm with you. Let's make another party and get rid of this Republican nonsense because it's a joke. Well, uh, so, so I think you're right that the Republican Party is a joke. However, I don't know what you do when you have a two-party system. In a country of 330 million people, so you're expecting each party in the roughly divided country to represent the the opinions of 165 million people. That's a hard thing to represent. It's an impossible thing to represent. So you get these mealy-mouthed people who speak in these confusing, innocuous terms and and know how to parse words so you think they're saying A, but they're really thinking and meaning B and and how do you avoid that if you don't have a more parliamentary system where there's lots of different parties with lots of different opinions and you pick the one that matters to you most? There's just something that isn't functioning right about this system in an age in which we have become so extreme structurally, right? You've got the Republicans who have to be far to the right to protect their flanks on the right. And you've got Mm -hmm. Democrats who've got sure seats, and they're trying to be as communist as possible to make sure they (laughs) appeal to the energy in their party. And you've got these two extreme things. And and really, you could fix all this if you could change the gerrymandering system so that the, the districts were made based on some geographical model. You know, like a, you could program a computer to pick the districts, and, a, and in a couple of years you'd have this all cured. Because it's really, it's really about the gerrymandering, gerrymandering of districts that has everybody um, who's extreme empowered because the extreme energy in both parties is what is driving the politics of the party. I don't know how we escape that. I don't either. I, I, and, and again, it's a, 
I almost feel like you, you sort of have to you have to play with the toys that are in the room. Yeah. Um, so that, that's kind of the way that we have to do it. But I think in this case with Kevin McCarthy, you know, what I always say was a great barometer to what's happening is pay attention to CNN and MSNBC. And if they're saying that this is bad, then it's probably good. Um, and if everyone is saying that they're concerned, and again, this always makes me laugh, is that all these people are so concerned about the state of or the future of the Republican Party. When I hear people on CNN concerned about that, it makes me laugh because I'm like, well, you, I, look, nobody cares less about what happens to Republicans than folks at CNN and MSNBC. Kevin McCarthy is the person that if, if CNN's fighting for him, I don't want him as my speaker. And I got to tell you, for the first time, I am really thinking about pulling my support for Donald Trump. And I'm going to say this right now. And I'm going to say it right now in the opening. I know a lot of people are going to be mad at me, but let me tell you this. If Donald Trump opens his mouth one more time supporting Kevin McCarthy, who we know is a California Republican, which is like New York Republican. They don't exist. They're like unicorns. If Donald Trump keeps supporting Kevin McCarthy and doesn't get behind somebody else, I can't support Donald Trump in 2024. It's a very interesting thing you're bringing up, Reese, which effectively you're saying Donald Trump, because he is operating inside of the system, even though he got elected because he was coming to break the system, what we're looking at right now is him having become captive to the system. Exactly. He's breaking rank. Listen, we elected Donald Trump because he was from Queens. He didn't sound like those people. He didn't. He was there to train the swamp. And if he thinks that Kevin McCarthy is not a part of the swamp, Okay, and if he is complaining to poly party politics because he thinks that Kevin McCarthy can fundraise for him so that he's got a shoe in for 2024, then Donald Trump is becoming a part of the system that he swore to, to, to get rid of. And I can't support him for that. And again, I don't say that because I don't say that lightly. I say that because, again, I. Well, I'm you're a, facing facts. No, exactly. You know, my point is, it's like, dude, you, you know, I don't want somebody to say that they're going to drain the swamp. But before I do, I'm going to swim amongst it for a little while to see how it feels. You lose my vote. Well, this is more I mean, to, to have the analogy be accurate. He's he's now become one of the frogs in the swamp. Yeah, exactly. And, and I don't and I don't care. And if that's the objective, if he's playing ball to get in there, listen, he came in there as a muckraker. And that's what I expect from Donald Trump. You know, you, you, you leave the dance with break the girl things. you came with. He's yeah, there to you know? break things. Yeah, exactly. exactly. All right, listen, you want to hear something funny? Things, but you leave the dance with the girl you came with. And if you can't do that, buddy, you're slime. We're talking to Reese. You want to hear something funny, Reese? Go for it. This is uh, Good Morning America today. Oh, okay. George, George Stephanopoulos talking to Jonathan Carl, the White House reporter. It's... Uh, Listen to what they're shaken about. Uh, but again, nobody on the Republican side has the votes to be elected speaker he, he, right now. He can sit there all day and wait it out. Meantime, there is functionally no House of Representatives in the United States right now. I mean, it's extraordinary to think about this. And this is something I, I, I don't think that most uh, Americans have ever really been aware of. The, 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 the election of a, of a Speaker of the House is, is relatively pro forma. It's often the easiest vote that, that a Speaker will have. But until that happens, nothing happens. I mean, these members nothing. are not even sworn in yet. Nothing the committees happens, are not formed. Uh, they're not going to be paid. They're not going to uh, be th paid. This is How? an extraordinary dysfunction like, on the gunny I've seen on, on Capitol Hill. It's like he's trying to convince us this is wonderful. What a great list of things he just went through. There's yeah, no yet, House of Representatives. Are we supposed to be uh, shaken by this news? 
No, and again, this is the palace intrigue that in which ABC, NBC, and every other network operates on. This is the bubble they live in. It's like there's, you know, okay, there's no speaker of the house. The sky is falling. You know, again, these people are laughable. Um, you know, they become sort of caricatures of themselves. And I only pay attention to them because, again, this is to let people know outside of that sort of bubble that those people live in is that they have no idea what you want and what you and, and what you what you want yeah. and what you vote for. It's it's really really stupid and laughable. But Jonathan Carl has also become a joke of himself. And if you think George Stephanopoulos is an objective journalist, you need to have your head examined. Well, I think that I, the reason I like this this sound cut is it shows how what how true what you just said is yeah. and how unaware they are of how lost they are in the murk. You know, if you think about this swamp analogy that we've been discussing, that's water you can have your eyes open, but it doesn't mean you can see anything because exactly. you're just too lost in that muck. Yeah, and and they are. And I think this is a, I think what was I telling somebody the other day? Oh, I was on the air. In fact, I was saying that the other day talking about the omnibus bill. I'm like, yeah, look, we could be outraged about the omnibus uh, the omnibus bill, we could be upset about Republicans who who signed on for it. We could be outraged all day. But who's not paying their rent this month? Who's not paying their mortgage? Who's not paying their condo? No, we're all going to go back to business as usual. You know, they're going to do what it is that they do. But guess what? The next election that comes around, we've got to turn our outrage into votes and turn it into a change in Washington. If it doesn't happen, we got to come back and do it again. It sucks, but that's that's the way it works. Reese, thanks for all the great fill-in work and uh, I appreciate all, it, all the passion you bring to the station. We appreciate it. Thank you, man. It's my pleasure to do so. I love you guys. Reese on the radio.com. We'll talk to you soon. You guys are bye-bye. All righty. So there you have the uh, the outlook from Reese, which I I have to say uh, I li- I like that he's uh, feeling pulled a little bit by the things he's he's being pulled by, and I like that he's being pulled in the direction. That he's going in because that's the right direction to look at the system and say the system, the people who occupy the system are not operating on our behalf or in our interest. They're doing that for themselves. And if you doubt that, just look look at that story in the current about how the Republicans are licking the shoes of the Democrats, the Republican leadership in the state legislature is licking the shoes of the Democrats, talking about how wonderful it is to cooperate and get along. And what that means is they're, they're endorsing economic disaster and gross mismanagement and outrageous violation of the principles upon which the country was built and, and the state was built. And they're saying, oh, everything's wonderful because we're getting along. Well, no way on that one is what I say. BPS Lawyers Traffic Center, it's Mark Christopher. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 